you have your Bibles tonight, I want you to turn to James. We're going to be looking at chapter 5. James chapter 5. We'll be looking at the verses 7 through 11. Uh, but uh, we're just going to read verse number 7. And tonight, I've entitled this message, Patience, Promises, Prophets, Oh My. So, we're going to look at patience, we're going to look at promises, and we're going to look at the prophets. Now, we need to set the stage here. In James, the letter to James, we see that uh, he's writing, and he's writing to uh, uh, challenge them, to encourage them, because life happens. You know what I'm talking about. You know, we're, we're, we've talked about this and on, on Wednesday nights we've been going through the book of Philippians. Uh, this morning in class we went through the book, uh, we're going through the letter uh, to the uh, church at Colossae. And we're seeing this theme running through, if you will, that uh, the Word of God is helping us to instruct us, uh, to help us to equip ourselves because life's going to happen. Things that we weren't expecting are going to pop up. The uh, doctor's visit didn't go quite like you planned. Your children are not doing uh, like you were hoping they were doing. We, we can go on and on and on. Life just happens, right? And so here we're going to see that the Word of God, uh, and, and as we go, we see that uh, theme in, in, in the book, uh, in the letter to Colossians. We see it in Philippians. We also see it in James. But also, remember, there seemed to be a problem uh, there at the church that James was, uh, James was writing to, uh, that uh, there was this problem with those who were wealthy and stuff and in money. Uh, there seemed to be a problem that they thought they were a little bit better than the others who did not have some of the things that they had. And so James starts to tell them that uh, this stuff that they have that they're so concerned with and also that they think that because they have stuff, they have been successful. He says all that stuff's going to burn up. All that's going to fade away. But what you have in the Lord Jesus Christ will last for all eternity. And I'm telling you that will help us to go through life that will help Help us when we come, as we talked about uh, when we're driving down the road and all of a sudden there's a sharp left turn that we uh, didn't know was going to appear. And so what do we do when, how are we going to make it through this? See, it's interesting and a lot of times in our prayer life we do this. We, we're going through a difficult time and the first thing that we pray, Lord, would you just get me out of this? Now, I've prayed a prayer too. Lord, Lord, would you just take this circumstance away from me? But could it be that the Lord many times over doesn't get you out of the stuff, but He's wanting to help solidify your faith and to strengthen your faith so that when those times come, you'll be able to work through it and you'll be victorious and you'll look back and say, Lord, I know that was a troubling time for me, but I understand I'm stronger today than I was before I went through that trial. But thank you, Lord, for your grace and your mercy that you've enabled me to come out on top. And so here, that's the setting. And so James starts verse number 7. 
And he says simply this, be patient. (laughs) Be patient. Therefore, brethren, so he's, he's talking to the church, right? He says, be patient. Therefore, until the coming of the Lord. We're going to see a lot more in this, but he starts this, and this is what we need to kind of get our minds focused upon. Isn't it interesting that James says, Be patient, brethren, and to the coming of the Lord. Could it be that many of us are getting stressed, many of us are confused, Many of us are battered and bruised because of a circumstance or circumstances has caused us grief and heartache to where we're going through therapy just like the lost world is going to therapy. We're getting our medications just like the lost world is getting its medications. We're wringing our hands just like the lost world is wringing its hands. And here we need to understand as we are adding to our armor, if you will, as we're equipping ourselves to be able to have a stronger faith, he mentions that word patience. And that's what we're going to look at tonight. Patience, promises, and prophets. Oh my. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you. And Lord, we thank you for your word that we're going to look into tonight. I ask that right now that you'll give us understanding where we need understanding. Lord, not only will you give us understanding, but you'll also help us to make applications to our lives so that we can be better than when we first came in. Lord, I pray for that lost person who's shown up on a Sunday night, didn't have intentions to show up on a Sunday night, just slipped in on a Sunday night. Lord, I pray that you would prick their heart, that the convicting power of the Holy Spirit would be upon them, even now, that they can't wait till the invitation's given so they can go ahead and get this problem that they're experiencing called sin, and they will understand They're in need of a Savior that can forgive them of their sin and not only give abundant life, but give eternal life. Lord, I pray for the church. Lord, as we're going through our stuff, as we're going through our circumstances, would you help strengthen us so that we can come out even stronger? And we give you all praise, all glory for what you're going to do. Lord, I'm under the full... Lord, I know without a shadow of a doubt, if you're not helping me and enabling me, I am absolutely nothing. But Lord, I ask that you use me tonight, not because I'm worthy, but because I am willing. And Lord, I am worthy because you made me worthy, because you died for me, and your blood covered my sins. So Lord, help me to be your instrument this evening. And I pray this prayer in the most wonderful name, the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. So as we here set the stage, someone asked me if I was going to get my jacket off, and I said, yeah, I am. Now, one of the reasons I was able to take my jacket off is because at the spaghetti luncheon today, I had a different color shirt on. You know the rest of the story. (laughs) So I had to change shirts. 
And also, I wanted to uh, get my jacket off because I am now in slim fits. <laughs> Just saying. Size 18, but they're still slim fits. <laughs> Well, here we see that uh, James is uh, he, he's given uh, encouragement here. And he tells him, first of all, he tells him to be patient. Now, let's set the stage. There's four things that we need to understand as we're working on this. And by the way, we all need to work on this, right? We all need to have a better understanding of how to handle circumstances and to be able to be patient in those times. And so, four things I just jotted down. Uh, if you want to take a pencil, pen, whatever you need to use. Here's four things as we're learning and as we're uh, listening to the Word of God, letting the Word of God get in us so that we can go and be victorious and be Spirit-filled in our walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. The first thing is that we're going to grasp this, and if we're really going to be able to hang on to that, we don't need to focus on the situation. Don't focus on the situation. Second of all, I jotted down, was don't focus on yourself. Don't focus on yourself. The third thing is don't focus on somebody else to get the blame. Don't focus on somebody else getting the blame. And the last thing that I jotted down is we're learning this, is we're maturing in the faith. And that's exactly what all this is about. We're, we're, we're now in uh, sanctification. We're all, every one of us, I don't care if you've been saved 50 years or you've just been saved five minutes, we all need to grow in the Lord Jesus Christ. And so we also need to understand that we don't need to focus on the present. Okay? Y'all got that? Now, we see here, uh, James says, to be patient. Now, that word is a very interesting word. The word uh, actually has two different types of meanings. If you go to Colossians chapter 1, verse number 11, my Sunday school class has already got that. I went to Saddlebrook this afternoon, so the ladies will understand. I told them you might hear this, but if you hear it, just go ahead and act like you haven't heard it before, all right? So, in Colossians chapter 1, verse number 11, uh, we see that he talks about patience. He's talking about them coming to the full knowledge of the will of God. The, the, we need to understand tonight, every one of us need to understand tonight that God has a purpose in plan for our life. He also wants us to be aware of, to know, and the word knowledge that's used there in Colossians is a word called full knowledge. He wants us to have full knowledge of His will. Now, how do we do that? Well, first of all, we understand there's a thing that we call general will. The Bible is quite clear on what the will of God is. One of the things we are understanding that it's God's will for all men to be saved, right? We also understand it's God's will for us to walk worthy of our calling. It's also God's will for you to put on the whole armor of God so you can live victorious. It's God's will for you to rise above the occasion. It's God's will for us to look to the high road and understand that we're seeking excellence, that we're seeking a higher standard, if you will. Every one of us can move up a notch in our relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. It's God's will for you to grow in knowledge. Now, here's what we need to understand. In order for you to know God's will for you in particular, 
Just go ahead and be obedient to what you already know the will of God is. Okay, are y'all with me here? So here he talks about uh, that in, uh, we're walking worthily in Colossians 1.11. We see that he uses that word patience. Now the word patience, and it's the same word that's used here in James. The word patience means endurance. The word patience usually is in reference to circumstances. So here's what James is saying. James is saying you need to be patient. You need to have endurance because there are circumstances. If they haven't happened, they will happen in your life. And you're going to be able to come out uh, and, and victorious if you learn how to be patient. But we also see there's another word that's used there in Colossians. It's called long-suffering. Now that word long-suffering is in reference to people. Are you catching this? So patience is used to endure circumstances. Long-suffering is to be able to endure difficult people. Now I know none of you have to worry about that. But just in case there's someone here that has had to deal with a difficult person. Now, I use this illustration. My daughter's here. I am grateful for my daughter. She's my chauffeur. She takes me where I need to go. I'm grateful for that. Now, I'm not fussing, mind you. And and I'm going to go ahead and I'll probably have to treat her to a nice dinner after this statement. But anyway, I'm grateful for her. I'm not not mad. I'm not upset. But I'm telling you, sometimes I'm a nervous wreck when she drives. (laughs) Because uh, if you're behind me and Rebecca and the speed limit says 40 miles an hour, you better be doing 45 If you're doing the speed limit, here's what she says. I wish people would just look at the speed limit sign. I just wish they would just drive like that. I said, Rebecca, you need need to calm down. You need to be patient. Well, it's hard to be patient with so many stupid people around here. I don't know why they can't drive. So now she's all getting worked up. Oh, I'm getting worked up too. And for long, I'm agreeing with her. So both of them are saying, those a bunch of morons, what they, how did they get their driver's license? They must have went to Walmart and got them. And I'm saying, that's right, sister, that's right. Bump them a little bit. What she needs is some long-suffering. Now, do y'all think that's funny? I'm telling you the truth. But we all could work on that. Because Rebecca is not the only one that drives like that. Because I've seen some of you. You don't think I can see? I can see when you're driving poorly. Okay? So here we see there's a difference here. So he's not necessarily talking about long-suffering in this passage. He's talking about what will it take for me to be able to get through a difficult circumstance. He says, be patient. But then he goes on and talks a little bit more about patience and he gives us an illustration. The illustration is a farmer. Now Clement, the Greek church father, gives us information that James and his brother Jude were farmers. So they knew something about farming. So he uses this illustration. He says, Behold the farmer. Now I want you to catch this because hopefully I'm going to get it out where it's going to bless you. 
And so he says, here's the farmer. The farmer goes out. He plants his crops. Now, I don't know anything about farming. Uh, I just know a little bit. But I do know that when a farmer goes and he plants his corn or whatever the case may be, he didn't get a lawn chair, prop it out there beside the cornfield, and just say, okay, you boys, let's, let's, let's get up here. He understands there's going to be some time involved. Here in the text that we see, understand uh, the context here. Uh, in uh, uh, Israel and, and the Middle East, they have two different rainy seasons, if you will. They have the October-November rains, and then they have the spring rains, which are April and May. And here he says that the, the patience is that the farmer understands that he's not going to be able to harvest until the latter and the early rains come. Okay, y'all got this? Now watch. He's inferring to the coming of the Lord. All right? Verse 7 says that, right? He says, be patient until the coming of the Lord. Now, we do not know exactly the time frame here. Some scholars say that uh, this was written before the Jerusalem conference. If that's so, then it's been about 12 years since the Lord Jesus has ascended. There are other scholars say, no, it's a little later date. Some say it's 30, to, uh, 30 years. So whatever uh, the case may be, you have at least 12 or 30 years that they have been promised that the Lord was going to come back. The Lord hasn't come back. And so he's telling them, be patient. Be patient because God is true to His Word and He will do what He says He will do. Now, that we understand that's exactly what we're waiting for. Could it be, could it be that we're in the rainy season, okay? Harvest is about to take place when he's going to call his bride home and will be removed from the circumstances that we're having to deal with. But until he comes, we'll be able to endure the circumstances. Why? Because we have patience. Now, watch this. As I was thinking about that, could it be that some of you are still going through some circumstances? You've prayed about it. You wept over them. It could be a granddaughter or a grandson. Maybe it's your children. Maybe it's your health. It could be your finances. We as a corporate body of believers here, maybe it's where we just really don't know where the Lord's going to take us and all that. And could it be that He has delayed Him answering the way you think you ought to answer because He's trying to get us ready because the Scripture... Remember, read on. He says it's delayed because he wants us to establish our hearts. Could it be there's somebody here tonight, you're a little unstable in your relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. And he's wanting to help you to establish. To Brother Shane did a, oh, such a wonderful job this morning. Could it be he's saying, you know, you've been on a slippery slope. He says it's time for you to get on the rock and to where you have stability. And could it be the reason he's delayed is because you need to establish your heart. Could it be that there are some things that we as a church family need to work on to strengthen us in our faith so we could be that we're in the rainy season, but harvest is about to take place. Y'all got this? And so here he talks about it being established. So he uses the illustration of a farmer. 
But I also want you to understand, we see the biggest hindrance to patience. The biggest hindrance to patience, no hope. Understand who he's talking about here. He's talking to the brother. They, they, they were expecting, on a daily basis, they were expecting Jesus to come back. Amen. They were living in an expecting way. So now some years have passed on. And could it be that there are some there in the fellowship that were starting to lose a little hope? Why would they do that? Because they were not exercising patience they were looking at the circumstances. They weren't looking at the promise. Could it be that's where you are tonight? You've been struggling through some stuff. Circumstances have got you down. And then you're saying, Lord, I just don't understand. I just don't understand. And you're just about ready to say, is there really any hope? Well, my dear friend, there is hope. And His name is Jesus Christ. He's our blessed hope. See, that's what separates us from a lost and dying world. See, it makes sense for a lost person to go around saying, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what I'm going to do. And even unbelievers will say, I've been praying about that. I've been praying about that. And I don't know what I'm going to do. And there are many, I want to uh, do funerals many times over where I could not get up and I could say where I knew that one person that was laid out before me was going to go because I didn't have a testimony for them. Didn't know of a testimony from them. And I'm not one of those. And we have other preachers. Our pastor is one. We're not going to get up and try to preach somebody into heaven. Amen. And so it's, I'm telling you, it's a difficult thing when you have to talk to people that have no hope. But bless God, we have a hope. The blessed hope in the Lord Jesus Christ. And He's told us that He is going to do and He's going to see that we're going to be victorious. He's given everything that we need. And could it be that someone here tonight has given up hope. Maybe you have a loved one. You've been praying for years and years and you've come to the point you're saying, what's the use? I'll tell you, my dear brother, tell my dear sister, you keep on praying for you because the harvest has been delayed. And could it be the reason why the Lord Jesus Christ hasn't come to call His bride home is because there's some lost sinner out there that needs to get saved. You're here tonight and you've heard the gospel. You've heard the gospel, but you do not have a relationship to the Lord Jesus Christ. Could it be you're the reason why the Lord Jesus has not come to call us home because He's waiting for you. He's waiting for you. And so here He says, Be patient therefore, my brethren. But then we see that He talks and gives another illustration. I want you to look in verse number 8. Going into verse number 9. He says, some translations say, don't complain. Some translations say, don't grudge one another. Now, the word usage there, this is another one of the words. You can have two different meanings. It depends upon the context in which the word is used. It could mean you could translate it groan. Okay? Now, we understand that the Lord Jesus, there in Mark, and there was two uh, miracles that... Mark recorded one in chapter 7, one in, in chapter 8. And one of those miracles, it was Jesus. It was dealing with a man who had a speech uh, a problem. And the Bible says that the Lord Jesus looked up inside. Same word usage there. In Romans chapter 8, 
verse number 22, it says, all creation will groan. And verse number 23, it says, we ourselves groan. And then also we see later on in that chapter where it talks about not only creation, doesn't talk about itself, but it says the spirit groans. Now that word means an inner sorrow that will manifest itself outwardly. But having said all that, that's not the meaning of the word that James uses here. James is saying, don't complain one to another. Why? Because you could be speaking condemnation upon yourself. Then he talks about, if you continue reading the verses there, that there's a judge and we're not it. He says, it's the Lord Jesus who will judge. So here's what's happened. There are some that are going through these circumstances. They look and they say, we've been promised the Lord's coming. We've been promised, we've been promised, we've been promised. And apparently there were some that were starting to lose hope. Did Jesus really mean what He said? And so what happens is when you start trying to go through a difficult situation or a crisis, if you will, or circumstances, you start, uh, if you're not careful, you will start taking it out on one another. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Well, things just not going right. I'll tell you what. If Randy would be the deacon he ought to be, we wouldn't be in some of these meds. I mean, and so, so we're starting to blame people. We're starting to complain about people. I find it interesting. This, this is Mike's take on it here. I find it interesting as he says, don't, don't be complaining. One, don't, 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 don't be uh, looking and pointing fingers because condemnation came up on you. Because see, I found out, and this is just me personally, and I'm just being as honest as I can be with you. There's a lot of times I'm getting stressed out. I'm getting a little bit worried. I'm thinking, well, I don't know how, about that. I don't know how I'm going to get through this. And so I start looking around, and I see my wife, and I said, there's your problem right there. Y'all have done the same thing. Can't be me. I'm right with God. Better be careful. Because every one of us, every one of us have some work to be done on us. And if if we're not careful, we'll start turning and we'll start blaming. And what happens is we take the spotlight off of us when it could be that we're the ones that needed to work done on. Now, so he he says, don't grudge, don't uh, don't complain one another. And then we also go and and we see here that uh, as he's talking, uh, uh, dealing with this, uh, we see also another uh, interesting word. He starts to talk about the prophets. Now, I find that interesting. Now, here the context is patience, right? He says, be patient. Okay, because of the circumstances. Well, you don't understand. You don't understand my household. You don't understand my wife. You don't understand my husband. You don't have a clue to how my kids are about to drive me bonkers. 
at my house. Oh, yeah, they looked, they got the smiles, and we dress them up real nice, and we're thinking, those little angels, they're demons, they're demons. <laughs> and, and, and so we're thinking, well, you know, that's easy for me to have some patience, but if you lived with my family, you wouldn't have none either. No, no, no. He brings out prophets. And interesting, when you start looking at the prophets, we only see two prophets who had what you would call instant results. Jonah, Nahum. When you look at all the other prophets, they were, they were unpopular men. I started thinking about Amos. Amos... Uh, he was doing okay as long as he was preaching about the sins of the other nations around him. Oh man, oh man you're talking about some good preaching. That Amos, whoo, he can bring it. But then he preached on the sins of Israel. That same crowd that was going, boy, yeah, he's good. He said, hey, we need to get rid of him. And then I also look at Habakkuk. Habakkuk, we see that it was one woe after another. One woe after another. Brother Shane made mention of Jeremiah. And you can go all through the list of the prophets here. And only two we find that had instant results. These were people that were unpopular. People said they don't know what they're talking about. But here, isn't it interesting that James brings up the prophets when you're dealing with patience. See, even though Amos and Habakkuk, and we can go on through the list, isn't it interesting? Let's go ahead and throw Noah in the mix as well. Isn't it interesting that they preached, they preached, and they preached hard, and they preached woe unto them who did not accept the Lord Jesus Christ. There was, there was preaching, they were preaching, there was preaching, and, and nobody was listening, but they kept on preaching. Could it be James is saying, you want to show some who've gone through the ringer and still have been patient in their circumstances? Check the prophets out. But then he goes on. And he says, mentions a man by the name of Job. And the patience of Job. We all know the story, do we not? Job was a righteous man, the Bible said. Everything was going good for old Job. Satan had a visit with God. God said, go ahead and, yeah, hey, go, go ahead and check, check my boy out. I'll, he's the real deal. Go ahead and check him out, Satan says. Okay, I will. He said, oh, and God said, now before you check him, you can do anything you want to except you can't kill him. So Satan goes up there. Satan throws everything at him. He loses his, all his family. He loses his all his wealth. You know how the story ends. The Bible says the patience of Job. But even though we see the patience of Job, we also see if you read that story, Job had some issues with some things too, didn't he? Amen. 
He was questioning. He said, I don't understand why I'm going through this. Hey, by the way, when you're going through some stuff, when you're going through some circumstances, it's okay. We got a big enough God. He can handle your questions. Now, you better not question His his deity, and you better not question who He is, but it's okay to ask Him, Lord, I just don't understand why I'm going through what I'm going through. Lord, I just don't understand this, but I tell you what, even though I don't understand, I will still serve you. I will continue to exercise patience. I will endure through the circumstances. Why? Because I have this wonderful promise that one glorious day it will be worth it all. When I hear His voice say, Well done, thy good and faithful servant. I'm telling you, no matter what you're going through, no matter what we may go through, here's the good news. Here's the promise that we have. We have the blessed hope that we are still winners. We're more than victorious. We're more than conquerors who strikes, who strengthens us. So I'm telling you, we see the patience of Job, but notice there was an interesting phrase there. He says something about, and the Lord is pitiful. Well, what do you mean? That word pitiful, if you go and look at the meaning, it means understand. Now watch this. Why can we endure the circumstances? Because we have patience. Why can we have patience? Because we have a blessed hope. We have a promise that He's going to see us through. But then we also see that we serve a God who understands. Aren't you glad that no matter what you're going through... Now, I don't think Jesus would say it this way, but I'm going to go ahead. You come and say, Lord, you know what I'm going through? He says, oh, yeah. No big deal. But, but, but Lord, but Lord, 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 Lord. And we're almost ready to say, you don't understand. And he says, oh, let me stop you before you say too much more. Amen. May I remind you, you didn't hang on an old rugged cross. May I remind you, you're not beaten 39 times to an inch of your death. May I remind you that I was tempted in all things but yet I did not yield to temptation. I mean, he starts, you know, he starts, hey, hey, before you say I don't understand, let me let you know I do understand. By the way, Jesus is the only one who really understands us all, is it not? No matter what we're going through, God understands. And so he says here that he is pitiful. In other words, he says that we have that blessed promise that when we're going through these circumstances, that we have a God that we can cry out to who will understand our situation. I want you to look at Psalms 103, verses 13 through 14. We're going to paraphrase here. Same word usage here. He says, And like a father pitieth his children. Did you catch that? Like a father who pitieth his children. And then he goes on and says, He knows our frame, and he knows we're nothing but dust. So let me go ahead and uh, release you with this. Some say, well, you, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really going through a tough time, but, you know, I, I know it might be show me uh, that my faith is not what I ought to be. If I, if I start saying, Lord, I just don't understand. Lord, I, I just don't know. Would you show me? Lord, I just don't understand. The Lord understands our frailties. 
He understands that we're just mere men and women. But He says, I will help you through this. Don't you worry about your strength because my strength is strong enough to carry you through. But we have to have patience. So here's how we wrap this thing up. Going through circumstance. We see, uh, we go back to Colossians, we go back uh, to, uh, uh, to James, and we also uh, see in the other letter, he's talking about, here's, I'm trying to get you equipped. I'm trying to get you equipped. I'm, I'm trying to help you here. I'm trying to, you, to get ready for these circumstances you're going through. And listen, the lost world doesn't take notice when everything's going okay with us. You do understand that. You know, you're coming in and you say, well, praise God. And they know that you've got money in your bank. Your kids are doing well. You, got, you just went to the doctor and the doctor says, man, you, you're as strong as a 20-year-old and all that. And they'll say, eh, no big deal. But when you come in, they know your whole world has caved up under you. They realize that you've got a bad report. They understand things are not going like uh, you thought they would go. You've got circumstance. You've got trials. You've got tribulations. And you still come and say, I'm still praising God. I rejoice because His grace is sufficient, that's when they'll start taking notice. And also, if we want to see the manifestation of the power of God working in us, and we've talked about this on Wednesday night, we've got to humble ourselves. But we're also going to have to have patience, and we're going to be able to endure these circumstances. And when we endure these circumstances, none of us will have any bragging rights. All we can do is saying... Jesus did it all. And He's enabled us to come out of this situation better than we first got in it.